This is your Chargers linebacker, Dan Henley, and you're tuning in with Chargers Unleashed. Welcome to Chargers Unleashed. Dan Wolkenstein and special guest, the director himself here on Chargers Unleashed. For those of you who have not subscribed or tuned in to us before, you can find us on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you find your podcast as well as YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Sports, Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia, and everyone else that we have in the description. But honestly, the director, the director, who, by the way, I don't even think he needs an introduction other than the fact that this guy, anytime he puts content out, it is absolute flames and had me in my feelings after the news <laughs> broke yesterday with the hype video, if you will, of the one Los Angeles Chargers head coach, Jim Harbaugh. The one and only the director joins us here on Chargers Unleashed. Director, I don't even hey. have to ask, how are you feeling? What's up, man? I, I, there's no words. There's no words. There's been no words since yesterday. Just screams. <laughs> Literally, it's been nothing but echoes of screams of joy, tears, emotion. The past 24 hours, I can't even tell you. And even before that, man, the past 72 hours of... We'll call it, I don't know, the great refreshing <laughs> of the 2024 year. Like, it was absolutely ridiculous. The stress, the strain that the Bolt fam and I and you were put through in that time, but making it out the other side with the best of news has been well worth the wait and the stress of everything. I still, I'm on cloud nine. I still can't believe that this is the reality. We wake up this morning. You might as well think Jim Harbaugh's laying next to you. Like, oh, my God, <laughs> we got Jim Harbaugh on this team. Let's go. Let's go. The the fact that we could even sleep like that was new. That was a refreshing feeling because what did I, I tell you so last night, Dan, when we were talking about doing the day show, what did I say last night? I was like, I'm sleeping the heck in. <laughs> Let's not schedule this interview until point. at least like two or three o'clock because that's happening. We got to recover. Yes. And real talk. OK, did you sleep in? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, I will say that I stayed up way too late, still being very excited. But eventually, my body and the way that God built it was like, we're shutting you down. Okay, just sleep. Just close sleep. Yep. Be asleep. And I passed out a good, I don't know, like 10 hours. <laughs> I, I was telling him this morning, my son wakes me up. My, my, my wife was like, go ahead and sleep. I'll get him to school and all that. I was like, thank you. My son still tries to wake me up this morning like, dad, dad, we need to open the Fruit Loops. And I was like, I love you, son. But move on. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> You're like, you I could have recover. 17 Oreos for all I care. Go do your thing. <laughs> Look, so it's been great, today, if you, if you haven't been able to realize, today is all about the euphoria that is, was yesterday and today and moving forward for this Chargers franchise. We have the hype man himself, the director here. And I think the goal of this is really to try to channel... And to put in context and perspective what has just happened for this Chargers franchise, for the fans who have gone through so much, both new and old, if we're being honest, for national, local narratives, for Dean Spanos. But I think, honestly, I want to start by the director. I think it's... I don't remember a time where there was an opportunity staring at a franchise in the face that was so unanimously agreed upon both by fans and critics and pundits than it was of Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers connection. 
And I said it on X a few times. This was the biggest silver platter of an opportunity for Dean Spanos. And if he does not do this, like it is going to push all the chips away from him and the scrutiny is just going to get insane. And then they do it. <laughs> and then Dean again. Spanos basically they, they puts the whole thing on the table <laughs> and just says, we got him. And a lot of people criticize Dean Spanos and a lot of people question was wondering if he could do it. And then this week happens. And you and I had talked a bit. We were bugging the heck out, man. This last <laughs> 72 hour vendor that we've been on collectively has been crazy. I'm not going to lie. There may have been for our listeners. There may have been a phone conversation or two of Dan and I just talking each other off the ledge. Like, bro, if it all happens, I'm ending it. I'm ending it, bro. I'm finding the tallest building, the tallest bridge in, in San Diego and LA. And we're ending it, bro. Live on stream. Like, no, 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 dude. It'll be fine. Daniel Popper said it'll be fine. Everyone says it'll be fine. Nobody listened. I didn't listen. Nope. <laughs> it was a stressful moment of existence for Chargers fans. But I wanted to ask you, Dan, because I think this is actually kind of important. I actually, I, I really do. And I don't know how much is being talked about. How important do you think the court of public opinion was in this entire thing? Because it's not just us, the Chargers fans, yapping about it. Of course, we were very loud. And we were very, again, like you mentioned, a collective effort all of a sudden. One above and beyond any I've seen in the Chargers fandom in my time. And I'm sure you, uh, you know some of the, the veteran fans may even say the same. But not just us, but the talking heads, uh, NFL opinion in general. Uh, other coaches, other even owners at some point, like it seemed like collectively the sports world was pushing this agenda in some way, shape or form. And if you're Spanos, either one, like you've got to be able to take that and say, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Because if there was ever any doubt that has to enter the narrative and you got to say, OK, do we shift? Because obviously this is what the people want. And I'm not going to say it was easy because I'm sure it was very difficult. I'm sure Harbaugh came in there. You got Michigan nipping at his heels on the other side. There's a lot of money on the table. There's Atlanta. a lot of convincing that has to happen. But when you add on top of that, the court of public opinion, do you think that in any way, shape, or form had anything to do with the decision made yesterday? Partially, sure. I mean, to some extent, I will say this. Like Dean Spanos, like he's the czar. This is his team. He's going to do whatever the hell he wants. And at the end of the day, I think it was his decision. And we heard about there being kind of leadership, kind of push and pull. And maybe some people wanted Jim Harbaugh and some people wanted Ben Johnson. But at the end of the day, the only one that actually mattered was Dean Spanos. And there have been talks and rumors about Dean Spanos and the Chargers organization, the brass, kind of feeling a little slighted and a little annoyed by some of the narrative nationally or locally about Dean Spanos being cheap or about them not doing anything that's going to relinquish control from John and company. And so you hit the nail on the I head. I think there was, I think there was some pressure externally from like an optics perspective of like, we're in LA, we're competing with the big markets. Now we just fell flat on our face. We have the opportunity in front of us. Everyone is saying and understanding how important this is and what this team drastically needs. So it's like opportunity and then 
possible outcome if it doesn't happen. And so I, I think the combination of wanting the new vision that John and Dean kind of talked about early on once they fired Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco, plus the opportunity to put to rest so many of those annoyances in the court of public opinion, I think that was huge. And oh, by the way, he's about to make buku bucks off of yeah. this because Jim oh, yeah. Harbaugh is going to pay spades. Then what do they so, say? The best investment in any business is success. I do. I do. Do you do you think he cared? You know, I think you hit the nail on the head. And this is why I'm driving this narrative even a little bit now is because, yes, we knew that in some way, shape or form, that narrative affected their decision making because they were so rubbed the wrong way at the notion that they are cheap. It made me wonder, what else are they listening to? What else is swaying their opinion a little bit? And so all I'm trying to say here is even if it's in La La Land, even if it's pretend, congratulations to the Bolt fan for being loud. Thank you, everybody. Collectively, as a fan base, even if we will never know and never have an actual confirmation about this, in my mind, in my heart at least, our collective voice made a ripple that might have been an affecting factor oh, in this whole thing. Isn't that crazy? I just got, I just got chills. I just got, and it's true. And it's, I'm not saying that they're sitting there reading every tweet and no. every Reddit post and all that kind of stuff, but like the macro of it, the understanding, like the court of public opinion of there is probably, and I'm not exaggerating, 95% of Chargers fans that want Jim Harbaugh. And if you go around the NFL with pundits and the national talking heads, it's probably the same. And so kudos to Dean Spanos. Because we've talked about it before. Like a lot of the narratives are quite outdated. Like the Dean Spanos is cheap thing, outdated. You hear everybody talking about it, all the players that they signed to max contracts, the facility, like they're doing things. This was the one kind of thing that they haven't done in a while was paying staff. And I'll ask you this. I, in my opinion, the money part was never the issue. Like, I did not think for a second that, oh, is Dean Spanos going to pay up for a Jim Harbaugh? It was how much they are willing to accept that they need to do things very different than they've done to date. And it's not just about the head coach, in my opinion. It was, okay, if we, in order for us to get Jim Harbaugh, that means we're going to have to invest in not only a very expensive head coach, worth it, by the way, but also invest in an analytics department to boost that up. Nutrition, sports science, in strength oh, yeah. and conditioning, in boosting up a staff that is widely known as a pretty thin staff in LA for the Chargers, which shouldn't be the case. We're talking like assistant GM and maybe passing game coordinator and all of that to kind of bring this system into the forefront of what successful organizations do. Like that was the issue for me was the tertiary stuff that comes with Jim Harbaugh is Dean and John Spanos, probably more importantly, willing to accept that change in responsibility and hierarchy. That's the word. That's the word I was waiting to hear responsibility. This is a classic tale of a change, a redemption, I should say. I feel like it speaks so much to don't let the past define who you are today or tomorrow, right? It's never too late to do the right thing. And the Spanos is, despite 
we'll say a pattern of action that maybe suggests that they are cheap or that they are pushovers or that they, you know, whatever the pattern may have indicated to create this image in the Chargers fans of them. It's never too late to flip the script a little bit. And they did just that because, yes, a lot had to be swallowed in terms of pride and in terms of taking responsibility for the lack of success the last decade or two. They had to sit up and say, you know what? Our bad. Let us make it right. And they did that with their actions. Because I got to tell you, like the more I think about all of the hoops that they had to jump through and all the conversations and prep and work that they had to do to make this happen yesterday, I think way more went into this than Chargers fans realize. And I think oh, yeah. that the Spanoses went you know, to hell and back to make sure uh, uh, Harbaugh didn't leave the building. And so despite what it may look like on the surface, like, yeah, obviously that's the choice. Obviously you're going to make that signing. You're an idiot if you don't. I think the work that goes into that action is way more than any of us even realize. And I think that work in terms of what resulted in it, we got John or we got uh, Jim Harbaugh in the end, um, tells me that they took responsibility for their actions. They took responsibility for their failures of the past two decades and they put the work in to make it up to the fans, both old and new. And that is something that, honestly, Chargers fans for the first time in maybe a decade or more can say thank you to the Spanosis. You guys have earned our respect and trust once again, which definitely did not come cheap. No, and I, I'm. this is no hyperbole. Like, I'm literally still getting chills as we talk about these and as as we go through just kind of the, the timestamps of how we got to this point. And the part that... I don't think Chargers fans should forget is it was a lot of work just to hire Jim Harbaugh. But like, as we are now quickly realizing, like that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like, yes. And actually you could say the other way, this is the base of the iceberg, but there's so much more that has to be built. And that's why when we talked about like the GM and the hiring of head coaching potentials, there was either the, the lane of, you get Jim Harbaugh and then you figure the rest out, which the rest is a lot, but you figure that out or you hire a GM and then you figure everything out there. You take the Falcons route. You see that breaking news? No, they got Raheem Morris. That's their new head coach. It looks like out in Atlanta. No so who knows what happens way. to Bill Belichick, but you know, and you know, I'm sure Morris is a great hire. There's a lot of potential there, right? Love I, I absolutely, Morris, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very much so about it, but it is a risk. It's a gamble. The dichotomy from Jim yeah. Harbaugh to what we, you we see got the, in the Carolina. We got the bell of the ball. I think that's what Pat McAfee said this morning. He was the bell of the ball in terms of this coaching cycle and maybe the last 10 coaching cycles. Who knows? Um, we got the big bad. And I do think that, yeah, it does speak towards, you know, maybe what could have been we could have done the brandon staley thing again we could have gone with another coordinator as great as ben johnson is probably going to be with the commanders like we've done that four times in a row just about you know what i mean like it's time to break out of that mold and the chargers did that and honestly i think what kind of gets me the most hype is that it's not just me in my head saying all these things anymore because you think the director wakes up every day thinking like oh my god we're going to the super bowl yes yes, yes. i do yes <laughs> yes i do <laughs> but it's only me i feel like a crazy person just like oh my god like i have to convince myself over and over and over again that this hype and this optimism is justified it's not just me anymore it's the whole damn world dan 
The whole world says we're going to the Super Bowl in three to four years. So that, what do so I do that, with this? How do I sit so that, down and not move and jitter for the next five years? Oh my God, it could happen. This is the part that is that is an interesting kind of next step, right? And we and we talk about all of the like what ifs we get Jim Harbaugh and what if he becomes a head coach and what is that going to like? This is reality now, and so it quickly becomes like, okay, what are realistic? expectations now that jim harbaugh is the los angeles chargers head coach is having a super bowl aspiration in 2025 too far is well 2024 the year like so i guess the question that i have to you is now that he's in the building pen to paper we don't know how much he's making but it's enough what should our expectations be in terms of short-term long-term and how do we define success when we have a Harbaugh as a head coach? It, it, it is such a good and important question to be answering or asking right now. Because, yes, if you take a look at the track record of Jim Harbaugh, which is impressive, <laughs> feels great. Walking into the same situation, it's a dumpster fire of a season for the Chargers. The organization's in shambles. There's a lot of issues on the back end, a lot of building to be made in the front office, et cetera, et cetera. He's done this four times, dude. <laughs> four! Like, that shouldn't. That whole thing shouldn't even exist. Like, there shouldn't be a person on earth with that resume, but he's sitting... And this might the even Chargers be the easiest right of now. the four. Because of Herbert, yes. And a couple other factors, but because of Herbert, yes. So I would say realistically, and this is something I told my viewers last night too, okay? I say, if you're being realistic here, we do need to recognize that there's money issues and he's building something, I think it's our responsibility as Chargers fans to let him cook, right? Give him some time. It may take a year to kind of sort things out. It may take, you know, uh, a nine and eight season or, you know, something like that for him to get all the pieces in place. But also, don't let that wash away the possibility and optimism of a one-year turnaround into the postseason aggressively and it's because of his resume he has done this at stanford he's done this at san diego he's done this with the niners and most recently with michigan even though it took michigan a while to get the natty their immediate turnaround was very quick you know in terms of lack of success to success i heard, colin coward, say, I heard colin coward say today that aside from the the covid year in michigan yeah he hasn't had a losing season in 15 years. 15 years, Dan. I know a lot of us were crapping our pants at the thought of Tomlin. We got to think of, of Harbaugh the same way, if not better. You know, and both legendary coaches, right? Totally. The Chargers have not been put in this position in a very, very long time. So much so long. It's, it's like talked as, you know, the times of the Jedi. Like it's been 30 years and they're already myths. You know, nobody believes that they even existed at any point. It's the same thing, right? I'm sorry, it's Star Wars, okay? Sue me, all right? Um, <laughs> it, it feels like it's been so long that nobody believes it ever happened to begin with. And now that we're back in this time and we've, we've, we're in an age where fans have more access to the research, to the work, like we in the internet and with what's being available to us, you know, we know what we're in for with Jim Harbaugh, and it's exciting because if if we follow pattern, if we follow what he's done four times already, the Chargers should be a very quick turnaround job. And it's not just because of what Jim Harbaugh brings, 
but it's because of what he brings with him. We're changing our culture. We're changing literally the people that run the culture of the team. We're changing everything in terms of identity. And then on top of that, you hand Harbaugh the best quarterback he's ever had by far. I think it all equates to maybe the fastest turnaround, possibly the fastest turnaround Harbaugh's ever had in this situation. And this is what I start to get excited. I mean, start to. I've been hell up excited for the last however many weeks I've been talking about this possible connection and rumor. But now you start to see, and of course, like the Chargers are now like front and center in the sports world right now. And boy, does that feel good, by the way. Yeah, not just football. All of sports is talking about this. And what's been really fun is to start seeing some of the players and people who have played for and with Jim Harbaugh and the experiences that they have talked about and the commitment to excellence and the humor and the, the physical toughness that he brings to teams and like the real world examples of players who are like running through brick walls and Jim Harbaugh backing up his players and getting the most out of them. And you see kind of what that, gravitas and experience and like maniacal focus on success and and competitiveness. Heck, I saw a video today of a story of John and Jim and John Harbaugh's talking about 25 years ago, how they're playing in the beach and his brother puts him down underwater after a while. And it stuck with John for 25 years until he won the Super Bowl Bowl. against him. And ever since then, now we got a gym who is wanting to beat his brother and get not just a Super Bowl, but also the natty on top of it. So like the do you maniacal, have any siblings, Dan? I do. I know so it. I, I know the too. feeling. Oh, I do too. I still play Apex with him almost every day. So I'll tell you, the competitiveness is real. Some people say, ah, you know, whatever. It's narrative. It's a, no, it's a very real thing. If you've got a brother, if you got a sibling, the competitiveness, and I can't even imagine how much more multiplied that would be if my brother won a Super Bowl. Right, like I, mm, nope. That's that's nope. not going to stay that way for long. I mean, my, my Jim Harbaugh is prideful of the calluses on his hands because of the stories and the successes that have earned those calluses. Yeah, he's. What did and he so, say when they won the Natty? He said, "Every single piece of confetti tells a story of what got us here." <laughs> Bro, come on, man, dude, maestro of words, my friend. Oh, I think it's and I think it's impressive and I think it's important for this Chargers team and for maybe players like Justin Herbert, where, you know, maybe they're not a lover of limelight and they want to just do their work. You know, they could be an assassin, of course, but having the talking face of the franchise be the coach, take some of that off of the players. Yeah, but be able to be so good at that. Yeah. Like, I think yeah, that does wonders right. for players. And it's interesting. I heard there was a, I forget what show was on, but they were talking about the possibility of, oh, I don't know. Cause we all, we all know Jim Harbaugh does that thing where he, you know, punches the pads and what kind of stuff on Alex Smith <laughs> and JJ McCarthy. And man, I'm telling you, I am so jacked up to see if he does that with <laughs> Justin Herbert. And Me too, who, dude. And who knows if Justin Herbert. I wonder if I could just hire his services to come get me jacked before going to the gym or something. I was just like, dude, I need that Harbaugh energy before I go tackle life. (laughs) You know what I mean? But the, the, somebody pushed back and they said, oh, but, but Justin Herbert isn't that guy. Like that's, that's not going to work. But this, my wife was talking to me just about this last night. 
you you got to look at Justin, his rookie year. Actually, I would say his first two years with the Chargers, and then look at this last year in comparison to his energy, to his optimism, to his personality. I'm sorry, but the Staley era broke Herbert. It really did. You take a look at his energy and his um, honestly his optimism, his rookie year, even his uh, final year in or, or in, in Oregon. He's a completely different person. I had never seen Herbert throw his helmet or get pissed off publicly in front of everybody on the field before until this season. Like mentally, he was challenged this year. Emotionally, he was yeah. challenged. And I think this is why Harbaugh coming in when he is, is so important because Harbaugh, even beyond being a coach, is a persona that just oozes positivity and light. I've and been watching the, the Michigan All or Nothing on Amazon just to kind of get to know him on a personal level. I'm almost done with it. And I see why people run through walls for this man. I see why he's so beloved because he is honestly quite he's a genuinely kind person. Like he genuinely makes you feel important and you believe him because of his values. He's a very religious person. He's a very family oriented person yeah. and he's seriously obsessed with football. Like there's no person I've ever watched or, or observed that's more of just a football guy. You know what I mean? And it's very easy to see when you put Harbaugh and Herbert in the same space, what the result's going to be of that. Herbert's going to explode, dude. Like he's going to be so massively impacted by this move. I think that's going to be the first thing we notice as Chargers fans going into the 24 season is just how different in a good way Justin Herbert will be on the field. And and I think the Justin and Jim, the JH squared, whatever you want to call it and coin that phrase. Mm -hmm. I think that the Harbaugh and Herbert needs to be like the presidential campaign shirt that we have. Yeah. Just Herbert and Harbaugh 2025, whatever. Um, is players we're talking about, you know, Alex Smith before Jim Harbaugh got there wasn't that kind of guy. Yeah. He wasn't the one who wanted to be the raw, raw type. He turned but into that. He turned into that. And Jim Harbaugh yeah. kind of brought that out of him. Are we going to see the exact same antics? We all know, like Justin Herbert, we think, is a pretty introverted person. Like, he doesn't need all of the craziness like he he has his own thing in his head that he can get and get him going but i think they'll have their own way of doing things and i said it today earlier i'm just excited to see how justin herbert is impacted by jim harbaugh we don't know how it will be but i promised you it's going to happen yeah and so many people are talking about you know jim harbaugh arguably being like the most like the best quarterback developer the best team builder what else would you want as a Chargers fan, as a team? You see this team relentlessly lose over and over again. And that's the NFL. Like, it comes down to yeah. last possessions, last series. And how focused, insanely, maniacally focused he is at the details. We've heard about it even in just, like, contract negotiations. Harbaugh's not a NFL person, football. dude. Harbaugh's an equation. Harbaugh is an equation, my friend. He, his consistency is scary, what he does to turn around football organizations. He comes in, he causes kind of some chaos in some ways, but it's so beautifully orchestrated. He maybe rubs some people the wrong way, but the result is always the same, and he does the same exact thing everywhere he goes. He, he ruffles some feathers, then he wins, 
ruffles some feathers, then he wins. And yeah, maybe it's a bit of a transition period for the per personalities that he's going to be working with, but the results should be the same. And in the end, every single person that he's worked with loved every second they spent with him. And I think that goes to show how amazing of a situation that the team, I think even the fact, honestly, dude, as excited as I am for the players, which is going to be big, honestly, you know, obviously what he's creating in terms of culture inside the Chargers organization, I think is just yes. as big because you take a look at the footprint that he left everywhere he went after his time with Stanford. Stanford is now, is, is a, is a respectable program. Uh, uh, you are San Diego, um, the Niners. I feel like they made a major turn after Harbaugh, uh, Michigan, of course, like everywhere he goes, not just in his time there, but the footprint he leaves is, is everlasting. And it's crazy. And people and people are so quick to say, "Oh, he rubs people the wrong way." And you know, Michigan was well, maybe, but Michigan was begging him to stay. Michigan yeah. was wanting to make him the highest paid coach in college football. Like revisionist history is kind of a thing. And even with that, it's impressive to see how almost unanimously everyone at Michigan is like, "Thank you, Jim Harbaugh. We wish yeah. you the best." Like no yeah. one's. I mean, I should say nobody, but resoundingly, everyone has become a Michigan Wolverine and a Chargers yep. fan overnight. Yep. I, I had so 2,000 people in my chat last night, and that's exactly the sentiment I saw from the Michigan Wolverines fans coming in. We were rubbing elbows a little bit before the news broke because everybody, I, did, I told them, I don't blame you guys. If it were me, I'd want to yeah. keep coach too. Like, I do not blame you guys for being hostile right now. But after the decision was made, we had hundreds of Wolverine fans come in and say, you know what? We're happy for Jim. We're going to be following him. Might even have some honorary Chargers fans in Michigan from here on out following his career. I'm like, dude, that that speaks to, like the fans are saying this. That speaks wonders for his reach. So maybe the last question I have for you, and I'm actually kind of impressed at how like we've kept our energy, or I shouldn't say energy, but kept our tears of joy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Contained a bit <laughs> last night, a little different. Last night, a little different. Yeah. So what do you expect tangibly, tactically, visually between, let's just go two part, between now and season start, let's just say training camp. Like what should we expect to see? Not necessarily like transactions, but how the thing takes shape. And then in season, what are you expecting? Again, not results, but just optics. Oh, man. Well, we don't have time to hit every every note here, but I will say one thing to expect, at least build anticipation for in the offseason, this may end up being the best draft for the Chargers in the last 20 years. And I think a lot of people know it's because of Harbaugh's unique perspective into uh, the recruits slash uh, um, prospects that we're going to have this year. It's a particularly great draft class for a lot of positions that we need. And being able to hit on a position of need in the middle rounds is going to be stupidly valuable for this particular Chargers team. And I think we're going to have that window for the next two or three years with Harbaugh. So immediately on the surface, get excited about the draft. Oh. I think the process... From, from there on into kickoff is going to be very obvious. There's been some people saying that we may be the Hard Knocks team again. I don't know if we even qualify, but I think we're going to have a lot of perspective here because whether it's Hard Knocks or All In or anything like that, this is such a huge story 
in the sports world that we're going to have some perspective here in terms of of content, in terms of you know behind the scenes looks. And it's going to be a very exciting thing to witness as Chargers fans because we're going to have a front row seat to change. And it's something that we've been begging for for a decade yes. plus. So the anticipation will not be even as high as last season where we went all in. We put, picked up all of these names. Now, with Harbaugh and with what we will have witnessed by then, kickoff is going to feel like the ascension. <laughs> the, the rapture has, has taken us and we're in football heaven, my friend. <laughs> I think, honestly, in a great point with the draft. And that is one reason, many reasons, but one reason why I'm excited to see kind of the GM, assistant GM, whatever yeah. the structure becomes. But maybe they can bring in some creativity, whether that's trading down or whether that's trading four picks, whatever it is. I think it's been widely noted how many roster holes there are. But at the same time, and this is something that I think Chargers fans should remember, as much as the cap is being discussed, it's not that big a deal, in my opinion. Honestly, really they're isn't. at like 30-something. You take away Corey Lindsley, some of the contracts in there, like they're at the mid to high teens, low 20s in a hurry to roster constructions or trades, whatever, you're fine. A lot of the issues, like the fundamental core issues that are impacting this team right now kind of boil down to like pass protection. Running game, yep, and tackling the secondary. We'll cover it. Let's just say secondary in general. Running backs you can find on the cheap, yes, in free agency and the draft. Blocking tight ends again. Blocking tight ends. I'm talking not talking Bowers, but you can go Bowers that route and fill fill a whole bunch of holes with that one. Blocking tight ends you could fulfill for pretty cheap. Secondary, if you can fix fundamentals, that stuff happens in a hurry. Go look at Michigan. The Michigan secondary in that championship game was playing out of their mind. We didn't even get a chance so, to talk about Minter, dude. And, and, and that defense, and I think it's going to be a package <laughs> deal. A lot of people have talked about it, but I'm telling you, this ramp-up period, I don't think it's going to be as long as people think. I really don't. Because when you got a quarterback like that, like that solves a lot of your problems, and and, and none of the drama the from the NCAA and the way they do ah, their portal dude, and everything like it. Just huh. yeah, this 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 so, the NFL system was built for Jim Harbaugh. He's going to very much so enjoy the process here. And I will say something to expect is going to be such an electric, no pun intended, vibe at SoFi moving forward. Like I know. Chargers I started to panic are, even last night. I was like, do I get season tickets? Like, I don't know if I can make every game, but man, what do I do? Because it's going to be that kind of season. Yes. And it's not just this coming season. Like, that's why we talk about, and you hear some people talking about this being like a franchise altering move. I know I'm not that old. Some people would say otherwise. I cannot think of a more monumental, historic, single transaction that has been more important to this franchise than what we just witnessed yesterday ever. You're correct. Coach player moved to LA Don Coriel drafting LT and Herbert. I think it, it feels, Harbaugh, it Trump's feels like the shift, the thing, the thing that kicks us into the, the correct dimension. I was watching Loki with my wife last week and I thought about Harbaugh 
You know, when when that one significant event in time happens, it creates a branch. I don't feel like we're on BC, Earth anymore. We're, we're on the other dimension. Before Harbaugh, after Harbaugh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels like we made this new timeline of success where the Chargers are hoisting the Lombardi in a couple of years. And there's another timeline of a very sad director that has some other head coach From that maybe we didn't even know the name of. <laughs> it's that big of an impact move. It it literally shoved us in the direction of success, not just for this year, but the foreseeable future. My time as a Chargers fan may have been forever impacted by the signing yesterday, which is crazy. The, the Chargers team that my son watches is going to be different because of the signing yesterday. And wow. I will say, and I will say, last thing is... There's so much work that is put into this by the Chargers team, you know, behind the scenes, obviously in front of the screens, you name it, right? But as like content creators, like this is this last these last few years, but I would say and I said this all season. This past year was the toughest year I have ever had covering yeah. slash supporting being a fan of this team. Like me, that, me too, bro. It yeah. killed me. Like it was, it was. Yeah. I was numb to so many things, and it just, I lost it. And Chargers fans, like, deserve to have this like crescendo, right? And did the Chargers win the Super Bowl now because they got Jim Harbaugh? No, like the work has just begun. Feels like it, <laughs> but, but yeah. it damn well feels like it because yeah. it, now you mentioned it. Like the infrastructure is being put in place, and that infrastructure has been so sorely missing that collaboration, the success, the pedigree, the experience, none of that existed until yesterday. Yeah, the, None of the Spanoses can say they've had success winning, winning championships, at least in the NFL they haven't had success. No one on that staff has. No one on the team really has until today. And so the dawn of a new era... I think it's important, but also just shout out to the content creators, to you, to all the podcasts, to the people who cover this team who have had to kind of go through hell and back. And <laughs> yeah. now we're literally on the other bro. side. <laughs> Applaud so, to everybody, man. Everyone had to stay on their toes. That was that was an intense era of Chargers content creation. I'll tell and you we that. made it. And we made it. And like yeah. it happened. This is the reality. The Chargers now have a head coach by the name of Jim Harbaugh <sighs> leading this team. It still blows my mind. I'm still like, yeah. is this real? Is yeah. this real? Um, if you have not done so, I know people who are on here, you have to know who the director is. But if you do not know who the director is, please go subscribe to him on YouTube. You will not be disappointed. The guy We're puts fine. out films, snippets, you name it. Like you, You'll be just fine. Um, thank you for doing this, man. Like Honestly, I oh. friend to friend, man to man, this has been such a just crazy ride. And it's so fun to do it with people that I know are invested and I know care. And it's just fun to see like the fruits of all of the labor from yourself and from everyone else kind of come to fruition oh, yeah. now. You and I talked on the phone for like an hour a couple of days ago and I was like, man, we got to turn on the camera or something. Dude, people would pay up the nose just to be a fly on the wall of this conversation, man. The people need this. Of course. Absolutely, dude. So excited to be here, to be able to share my enthusiasm about it. Like I woke up this morning and scared my wife because I go, I'm, I'm, I'm like dead asleep. I'm so I'm so tired from the 72 hours prior. And I go, puh, puh, puh. And I was like, babe, we got Jim Harbaugh. 
Because <laughs> the, the reality of the situation, it is a significant move. And my wife understands that. And she loves me. Therefore, she loves the move. But the real circle of Chargers fans that sometimes you can only reach virtually or phone call or whatever that you know are invested at that deep level like you are is something that I think is why I do what I do. And I'm sure what you do, what you do is bringing that group together so that we can celebrate or at sometimes weep <laughs> together so that we wow, know we that, you know, that that energy is not just focused in on us. It's really great to be able to spread that around. And this is perhaps the best occasion or reason to celebrate this community with the Jim Harbaugh uh, signing of the Chargers. I do not know if in my lifetime we will see a more significant move than what we saw yesterday. And that is a reason to reach out to your Chargers community, get everybody together, celebrate, toss one back, whatever you got to do. Be a Chargers oh, fan yeah. to the loudest extent you can in the next 24 hours. It's just been a constant chill. Like just yeah. all the goosebumps. Just the last, I had so many instances of this and it just, it's, it just feels too good to be true, but this is the reality. I get distracted Again, like making breakfast and then remember with Jim Harbaugh, you get excited <laughs> and then you get distracted, putting your socks on, brushing your teeth and Jim Harbaugh. Like it's just the, the constant just writing of just dopamine. Putting Jim Harbaugh and the cursive on his notepad, just drawing it with the hearts. <laughs> Would it shock you if I like on camera right now, just ripped open my shirt and there's like a fresh tattoo, like across my chest, like Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But I cannot, I cannot wait for, the episode with the director sporting the number four on the Woo! jersey literally was in great. my cart for three months and that was the first thing i do there's a clip of me on my gaming channel when it happened i was live so i gotta go there's stuff i gotta do the literally the first thing was i went and hit buy <laughs> on that number four jersey and then i went and finished the hype video and then jumped live on camera i we've been anticipating this because you got to remember i didn't have that like edited in two minutes like i edited that well ahead of time knowing that we may not no one may even even see it like i was going to send it to you and a couple other people if it didn't happen be like bro <laughs> but i'm so glad the world got to see it because there's nothing i could put into words or even on you know a podcast that would exclaim my emotion for all of this better than what i could do in a cut and i think that was the most important thing at least in my contribution to the chargers fandom that i could have done because i feel very happy with the emotion that has rippled through the comment section of yeah, that and video. you knocked it out of the park. You absolutely knocked it out of the park. Like I'm telling you, cutting onions, it was just <laughs> jeez. Like my father-in-law would say all the time, "I laughed, I cried, it became a part of me." Thanks, <laughs> thanks everybody. <laughs> oh man, the director himself in the flesh. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, man. This has been so much fun. Obviously, we're gonna do it again. A whole lot's gonna be happening here in the next oh, few yeah. weeks, months, years. But be prepared, Chargers fans, because the fun is only beginning. We're just scratching the surface. Director, I'm going to let you do the honors. Take us away. End the show in only the way that the director knows best. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for joining me. This has been the director and Dan Wolkenstein. We'll see you next time. And as always, uh, bolt up and stay frosty. <laughs>